0: Um, welcome to the um, Can I request that um, everyone that's not speaking? Okay. All right. Do um, okay. you
1: know uh, the mute button here? Yeah. Got it.
0: Thank you. Are we all good to go? All right. Fantastic. Colleagues, good morning and welcome. We are meeting this morning uh, today to deal with the matter of the department of Public Works in so far the construction of the Bait bridge border post is concerned there'll be mahua um, construction um, to the tune of 37 billion rands for 40 kilometers for a fence that's 1.8 meters high get a thing from the, uh, the department and the minister Then we're going to go to the National Treasury. Then colleagues will be able to then field questions. What we'll do is we're going to give the department up until half past 12 to say everything they want to say. And then uh, National Treasury, as a response, will have 15 minutes. And then we will go to the interaction at quarter to 1. I would like colleagues to have time to engage because I've Realized that this platform is very limiting, so today to be very strict on time. Um, and so, if I do to um, stop, please do. Um, I would like that <clears throat> members have sufficient time to probe um, all the questions, colleagues. As per our SOP, uh, you will indicate in our WhatsApp group um, if you uh, want to say something, um, and then. Uh, the other members, and um, you indicate um, as well. So, welcome members of the portfolio committee. I'm advised have joined us uh, this morning. So, we are here because we are concerned about what happened at Bait Bridge. Uh, just it doesn't add up visually, financially, and otherwise. Um, it's, does seem that something fundamentally wrong has happened and we do note that there are uh, investigations and in referrals to institutions of the state particularly AG and the public protector to investigate and look at it by various quarters and including the minister herself. We want that full report and briefing today in so far where things are, and then we will map out a forward um, at the end of the meeting. But I think the department, ministry must understand from the word go that we are strictly concerned about reckless deviations and environments which seek to abuse uh, the Disaster Management Act and the circumstances which we are in. So, on that note, I'd like to welcome everyone and I will hand over to the minister and the DG and uh, the Deputy Minister as well um, to then lead us into their presentation Um, and then National Treasury to be on standby to input. Minister, over to you.
2: Thank you Chairperson and good morning honourable members, good morning uh, Deputy Minister and our DG uh, and all the officials Uh, Chairperson, I want to thank you for the opportunity to appear before Scopa today, since there was also a lot of public interest in in the matter. I will quickly, without going into detail, Chairperson, just give you chronological order what has happened up till now and then I will ask uh, the DG of the department and uh, the DDG uh, to fill in the details. Uh, Chairperson and honorable members, as you know, on the 15th of uh, March, uh, President Namaposa addressed the nation and um, with regards to the COVID-19 outbreak, and it came soon after the World Health Organization has also declared a world uh, a pandemic. Uh, and the president in that announcement also uh, uh, called on the closure of 35 of the 53 uh, land entry points that will be closed. And that DPWI was called upon to, um, to look at the fencing uh, at the baby border posts. Then uh, that was on the the 14th. Then on the 16th, um, I issued a ministerial um, directive, which basically in uh, guided the department to uh, and informed them about the urgency. Um, I've also consulted with the minister of defence, Minister Mapisa and Kukula, and um, I further directed the department to follow. The emergency procurement processes. Um, The the project team uh, was led by our DDD construction management uh, together with a senior person from the Department of Defence and they then took the uh, the processes forward. I also made an appeal at the time because of the urgency uh, to the Chief Financial Officer of DPWI to look and see, uh, make sure that we will have the necessary funding, and that I called also on the DG to, con- to make sure that we appoint competent site managers um, uh, around around the border. Then a chairperson, because of the public concern and accountability, uh, a lot of issues were raised around the fence, and on the 20th of April. Um, I then wrote to Auditor General Kimi Makwetu uh, to request for an urgent independent audit into the emergency procurement and implementation process of the 40-kilometer borderline infrastructure uh, between South Africa and Zimbabwe. And um, I have asked the Auditor General that in order to have greater assurance and full oversight and further to address the public's concerns, I respectfully requested him uh, and his office to immediately commence with an external audit of the 40-kilometer Bay Bridge Border Fence project. Then on the the 30th of April, the uh, Auditor General wrote back to us uh, saying that he uh, accept our, our, our request and um, he further explained, you know, that the delay might be because of uh, lockdown and some people not available. Um, so, so that happened on, 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 on the 30th of, um, of April, the, the AG responded. Um, and AG is now currently busy uh, with, with the investigation and we are still waiting an, an outcome from that. I further chairperson on the 25th of April uh, wrote uh, to um, the DDG Governance and the Risk and the Anti-Corruption Unit within the department um, and also ask them to launch an investigation and to work with the AG's office um, to, 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 so that we could get to, to the bottom of it. So um, that report also um, is still outstanding, Chairperson, and we can make all the information, all the letters, everything we can make available to the committee. And if there's anything that we don't have an answer for today, Chairperson, we will commit to come back to the Honourable Members uh, if, if we don't have all the information for you today. But that is just by way of introduction where we are now. Thank you, Chairperson
0: and Honourable Members. <clears throat> All right. Um, thank you very much, uh, Minister. Uh, my colleagues are advised that I'm not audible uh, you know, sufficiently. My network is failing me. Um, so in the event that I have a problem, uh, colleagues, you know how we'll proceed. Right. Um, the DG.
3: Thank you very much, uh, Honourable Chair and Honourable Members and uh, Minister and Deputy Minister and colleagues. I'm going to hand over to DDG project just to talk to the processes and then uh, DDG supply chain to talk to the supply chain and briefly and then we can take the process forward, Uh, uh, Honourable Chair. Thanks very much. Um, Mr Wattu, you can
4: proceed.
3: Thank
4: you, uh, DG. Uh, and uh, good afternoon, uh, Honourable Chair, Honourable Members, Honourable Minister, Honourable uh, Deputy Minister, DG and colleagues. Um, yeah, the, the presentation was provided um, to, to SCOPA. Uh, my uh, task, as uh, has been given by the DG, is to just to give an overview uh, in accordance to the presentation that, that was provided. Um, in the presentation, I'm just going to touch on uh, a few uh, slides, not, uh, not everything. If I'm allowed, can I please share the presentation uh, to Honourable Members so that uh, we can follow what I am talking about?
0: Yeah, that will be, the presentation must be please put up. Thank you. Slide number seven uh, of the presentation
4: discusses the background. And uh, the department says, following the uh, President's address to the nation on the 15th of March, on the COVID-19 pandemic and the simultaneous declaration of a national state of disaster. The Department of Public Works was urgently required to secure uh, the border fence uh, to safeguard the citizens of the Republic from any further infections and other potential medical harm. Uh, In accordance with the section 27, 2L of the Disaster Management Act number 57 of 2002, the Minister of Public Works and Infrastructure issued a directive on the 16th of March 2020 for the emergency securing of South Africa's uh, border posts, uh, making uh, reference to uh, the Bade Bridge border post uh, as a first focus on uh, uh, identified hotspots this borderline. Um, then, uh, I would like to also just indicate that the uh, emergency procurement uh, is in line with the Treasury regulations, as Treasury does uh, allow for uh, such processes to be followed um, to, to move away from the ordinary procurement process. In this case, ordinarily it would have taken 3 months uh, to get a, a contractor appointed and uh, it wouldn't have met the, the directive uh, that has been provided slide number 9 uh, starts to discuss the procurement uh, approach uh, as I've, I've mentioned that the, the treasury regulations permit uh, such processes to be done, um, and this includes deviation from uh, requirements to advertise in the government tender bulletin, in circumstances in which are of an emergency nature, uh, of, of this of this kind. Uh, the procurement strategy for negotiated uh, became the most suitable given the the timelines circumstances that um, the country found itself in. Um, and uh, it was uh, viewed as a, as a fair uh, a process. Uh, the market analysis uh, was done and it was premised on the fact that the dose of quantities uh, were based on 2016 scheduled rates which were determined through a competitive bidding process four years ago for the Bedbridge land port of entry. Uh, and the comparison is done on uh, slide number 11. Uh, when up uh, CPAP is applied to the scheduled rates on the activity items, an amount of 38 million is, is obtained. If we apply CPR to the scheduled rates uh, an amount of 39 million is obtained. The contractor uh, then had a tender sum of 37, which is um, is lower than the the CPAP. The next slide, which is slide number 12, also
0: just uh, discusses at at a high level. G, uh, just one second, just one second. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, I'm not sure who's in charge of the screen but the presentation is not up, uh, um, so can that be fixed, please, because there are also members who are not part of the committee who are in the meeting who have to follow what is going on, and they may not have received as the, the, the bundle as COPA members would have. So I yeah. request yes, that that be
3: out. Yes, sir, I've shared in quote the document, but it's not showing and I've reported the matter to IT uh, to take care of it. Oh, there it comes now. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah,
0: All right.
3: okay.
0: All right, DDG, okay. continue. Okay. Thanks, Ben. All right, DDG, you yeah. can continue. Thank you.
4: I'm just uh, uh, checking where I am also, um, apologies. All right. Don't Thank lose, you, sir. I am on slide number 12. Where, and on this slide, uh, we, we discuss the the, the, the motivation um, uh, that, uh, as mentioned, the big bridge contractor for the land port of entry um, was uh, uh, used in this uh, uh, contract. Uh, the the contractor uh, is qualified in terms of uh, the CIDB grading. Uh, he has the relevant experience in terms of uh, the, the CIDB grading as they are a great HCE, PE. And they were already working at uh, the Bedbridge Bridge Landport of Edentry uh, on the repair and maintenance programme. This meant that the mobilisation and establishment for, for this work uh, of an emergency nature would be done seamlessly uh, and that uh, it would be treated as an agency uh, matter. I think, uh, uh, DG, in terms of the, the procurement aspects, uh, maybe I can pause here and then uh, we can uh, field uh, questions when they come.
3: My suggestion is that, Jefferson, uh, since we have got uh, some time based on your direction, we may allow space for supply chain just to briefly Provide an overview of the processes we followed, Mr. Nigel, You can do that with the permission of the chairperson.
0: No, that's fine. That's precisely why we are here, um, because what has been presented is now a double whammy. We are quite off air with the declaration of the disaster, and where we want to focus on is the procurement process. So. The relevant official can proceed, uh, digital
5: Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon to the chair and the honourable members, the minister and deputy minister of public works. I'm Raymond Naidu, the acting head of supply chain for the national department of public works. Thank you for this opportunity to contribute to the discussion, uh, chair and and, and members. My colleague has already touched on the on the procurement processes followed suffice for me to mention that uh, uh, when, when we considered this procurement, we looked at all of the available strategies to best satisfy this requirement. And uh, when comparing the strategies, given the nature of the emergency that we were dealing with, we had uh, indicated that the best strategy is a restricted or closed bidding process whereby we enter into a negotiated strategy as a, a As articulated by the DDG projects, the procurement I confirm went through the relevant uh, uh, bid adjudication committee uh, processes where the matter was presented to the bid committee who considered the requirement and then subsequently. Utilizing the emergency procurement powers, then approved the, uh, the award of the, uh, of the project to the contractor. This was then subsequently, as per the prescripts of the National Treasury, reported as a deviation to the National Treasury and to the Auditor General within the stipulated uh, reporting period. That is a high level status of how the procurement unfolded, Chairperson, Thank you
0: all right dg are you satisfied that your team has covered all the bases you wanted dealt with
3: yeah, i think uh, we can engage now because uh, we've covered all the areas that may be required all
2: right
0: all right um, national treasury
6: Good afternoon.
0: Good afternoon. You can proceed. Please just introduce yourself, um, and then you can proceed.
6: Um, it is Estelle Setan, the Acting Chief Procurement Officer. And with me, I have Ms. Basani Deiker, who is the Chief Director for Governance, Monitoring, and Compliance.
0: OK, so you can proceed.
6: Um, the uh, sorry members yeah the the point where the national treasury is at is that we are busy with a bit review or the process review on this um on this transaction and uh, we are busy with the investigation and at this point we would want to reserve our comments until we have finalized our um investigation of the of the bid process, or of the transactions process that was followed.
7: All
0: right, When? what is the timeline for that?
6: Um, we, we would probably be uh, finalised, we will finalise the, the process by next week. We already have a draft report, but we, we received some additional information that we would want to be given opportunity just to go through um and finalize the report and the timeline is Friday next week
0: all right no, that's fine do I think that 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 is okay all right um colleagues um I'm going to hand over to you um please uh, indicate I don't have a list now you have not. Uh, um, the document can be taken down as well. I think um, we, we are through with that. If there's a need to reference it, we will um, call upon uh, members to do so. All right. Um, can I therefore uh, get questions, colleagues? Honorable Macau. Uh, okay. Then honourable Lees and then honourable Graham. All right. Honourable Machau, over oh, to oh,
8: you. Oh,
0: okay. I see a group in my dot. All right. Honourable Macau, over to you. Right, honourable Macau, please unmute your, yourself. You.
9: Oh, thank you very much.
0: Oh, there you go.
9: Am I audible now?
0: Perfectly so.
9: Okay. Good morning, all colleagues, uh, department and national treasury. Now, my, my first question, I would like to pose my first question to the minister. I, I would like to know whether the minister did first try to to engage her own internal audit and the risk management before going out to the external audit, that is the Auditor General's Office. And maybe what forces is here to start with the audit, with the external audit, that is the, 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 the external audit from the e, e Auditor General's Office. Secondly, the monitoring mechanism from the Minister's Office, what was in place in terms of monitoring the entire processes of uh, this project. Secondly, my question would be to focus to uh, to the DG. I would like to know whether the DG did report within 10 days as per a a schedule of 1686 from the International Regulation report within 10 days to the National Treasury of the Processes of or the Provincial Treasury and the Auditor General's Office. The, the, the last one, I, I would like the processes followed in terms of appointing subcontractors, because in the report there are subcontractors which were, which were appointed by the by the department or the relevant uh, a, a sub, subcommittee within the department.
0: Those are the questions for the first round, Chairperson.
7: Thank you very much. All right, that's fine. Uh, Honorable Liz. Good morning, Mr. Chen. Morning to colleagues, and minister, and officials, and everyone. Um, Mr. Chairman, I uh, I contemplated taking my laptop and setting it up outside so that you could all see my wash line. But uh, I thought the minister might object uh, to my sense of humor. Um, but uh, she's smiling at me so i assume she she wouldn't have <laughs> um mr. Have chairman, <laughs>
3: to-
6: <laughs>
7: we have to be happy mr chairman otherwise we die um mr chairman the the the, the um dg or the um the presenter or whoever it was now was made a point about using a contractor who was already um busy with repair and maintenance in the area. Um, My question would be, given the photographs that have been supplied to us of before and after, um, that contractor was clearly not doing a very good job. And so from a performance point of view, uh, uh, how did we justify using someone who was clearly not maintaining the fence, given the photographs we were We were sent and then um the the i think one of the key questions probably is if one's going to put up a fence to for a particular purpose and the purpose is to ensure that people don't uh, freely cross the borderline how does one do that without putting in place or perhaps that shouldn't be a statement did we ensure that there would be um some kind of of engagement of people who would be responsible for ensuring that the fence wasn't cut in the way it it was so soon thereafter in other words if if i were to put up um a fence to keep cattle in um and I knew that there were people around who were going to cut and try and steal the cattle, we would monitor that fence. Now, that monitoring surely would go hand-in-hand hand with the, the construction of the fence. What were the arrangements with that? Thank you, Mr Chairman. All right,
0: um, thanks. Uh, I'm going to have to, in terms of the new protocols, take the Scopa members. First, I'll go to the members of the other portfolios. So, Honourable
10: Somio. Thank you very much. Thank you much. Uh, afternoon to Minister, Deputy Minister, and uh, the rest of the team. Uh, there, there, there is um, when when I read or I hear the report by uh, Public Works, and looking into the slides, in one of the slides there is a reference uh, to the fact that. Uh, the department started with a view um, to acquire services uh, uh, of a contractor uh, to um, be engaged um, in as far as the fence uh, is concerned and And uh, it looks like sometime later on um, when when there was a, a determination, of the state of disaster then that route was uh, somewhat uh, uh, abandoned but the abandonment of that route did not necessarily abandon uh, the, uh, the 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 content uh, that uh, relate to uh, what has been done already in terms of the contractor uh, to be involved uh, uh, so 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 i would really want to know on the, el- the elimination uh, instance uh, in reaching to the point of saying now we are using uh, the emergency procurement we are putting aside uh, the variation order uh, which was the beginning of the process and therefore we allow uh, um, uh, within the prescribed uh, uh, you see a format uh, a competitive instance uh, within the emergency um, route uh, of procurement what 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 is it that seek to differentiate uh, those two uh, processes um, in finalizing the actual appointment uh, of the uh, contractor uh, itself um th- that's the question which i would I would, I would like to um, receive answer on chair thank you very much All right uh, thank you honorable son honorable mentor uh,
11: thank you chair uh, Chairperson, firstly, I would like to establish from the Minister as well as Treasury what prompted their investigations into the matter. If they can give us that guidance. Uh, with, uh, without the information from Treasury at this stage, in terms of price determinations and the prescripts thereof that are guiding procurement processes of this nature, which I thought we were going to be given at least the prescripts in terms of what would be a price to... uh, to utilize in terms of buying a meter of this particular fence. I hope that information will come next week, because that will then guide our argument against the pricing and against uh, the quality. So without that kind of a guideline in terms of the prescript, it becomes really difficult to talk to the pricing, whether it was high or whether it was proper or there has been a corruption within the 37 million of this um, paid to this uh, project. Now from the department, I would like to establish the following facts. Who did the due diligence of this particular company? Around quality, around maintenance, and passing the mock itself, were you given a replica of the fence or were you given a mock to see what would the fence look like in this finalization stage? On the pictures within your presentation, which are a clear indication of how easy the fence could be broken down, could be distracted, and it then, it's then evident enough that it's not quality. So whoever did due diligence will have to advise us as to what were the quality standards that they applied in passing the titular mark of this company. That goes also with uh, the pictures in page 28, that give us a variety of fences, which are used in borders. There's an electric fence. There is um, another fence of 200 uh, per square meter, or a meter. And then there's a COVID-19 fence. We never had a COVID-19 before, but I would like to think that if then we are given a picture or an imagination of different pricing, what is a scope of a COVID-19 fence and what does it look like? And how was that determination made when one was conducting a due diligence on this particular company? And lastly, uh, Minister, I am not sure how, Chairperson, you are going to deal with the findings of the AG when he has finalized his scope of investigation on this. If Minister can give us an indication that he w- she will then avail herself and the team once we get to the Treasury and the AG's report on this matter. Because currently, according to my calculations, a kilometre of this fence was 925,000. And that we cannot really talk to it now without the guidance in terms of the pricing from Treasury and its own scope of how to price such fences.
0: Okay, thank you very much, Honourable. And know we will uh, be continuously engaging this department uh, insofar as when information arises. Right, Honorable Hatebe.
8: Thank you, thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Um, welcome to colleagues and uh, Honorable Minister. Chair, uh, the department, uh, they were very sweet and short uh, uh, this time around. Um, I don't know why. But uh, you'll have to bear with me then, because I like paying attention to details. I will do what the department did not want to do in their presentation. So, 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 please bear with me, Chair. Um, no
0: proceed.
8: Yes, yes. No, I'm saying the, the president on the fifteenth of March uh, uh, addressed the nation. Subsequent to that, on the aspect the presentation on the sixteenth. Of, of March, then the minister issue a directive. One, the first question then that I would like to request is for us to be given the content of that directive issued on the 16th of March. Subsequent to that chair, on the 17th of March, the department conducted uh, the, 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 the side visit uh, with the officials of the director. That was on on, on the 17th. And uh, a decision to embark on the variation order processes was taken uh, on, on that day. You would recall at that time the instruction that they are referring to had not been issued. Instruction were issued uh, on the 18th of March. I think it's in the on the 18th or on the 19th. Uh, i just like to uh, 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 detail the sequence of events so that you understand what informs my questioning and uh, 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 query in, in this regard. Now, once that decision for a variation order was taken, they, they received a detailed scope of work with priced bill of quantities. Now, now, question that I would like you to know, obviously, coming from a civil engineering background, I would assume that the company that had the contract, because a variation order is in relation to an existing contract, so the price, bill of quantity, and the scope of work are assume that, that it was done by the very same company that its contract were in existence. A day later, on the 18th, a decision was taken to abort the processes of a order. On the same day, an agent meeting is convened to look into a alternative means. On the same day, National Treasury issue instructions. In the very same meeting, a decision is taken to now follow what the National Treasury has issued, which is now uh, the Instruction uh, uh, Notice 8, 2019, 2020. And we are referred to paragraph 3.5.1, which speaks to in an event where you cannot find the item as listed in annexure A, you are then uh, 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 given a leeway or a liberty to invoke this section, which is to deviate from the normal uh, procurement processes. Now, Che, whether we uh, uh, deviate from the normal procurement processes, but there are certain principles and prescripts that we need not to to, to, uh, 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 do away with especially those that are enshrined in section 217 of our constitution as it relates to transparency equitable fairness and cost effectiveness why i'm raising this principle say uh, the company that was ultimately appointed it was the company that initially was earmarked on the basis of the variation order now when that variation order was discovered that, no, I think this is not in line with what with the scope of work, the very same company is still appointed with other means, meaning to me, to, for a layman like me, it appears the department said we'll do everything by all means possible or all means necessary to still get this company. If we can't get it on the variation order, we'll then rely on what, miraculously, on the very same day we had this meeting, Treasury uh, 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 gave us the instruction that will give us an opportunity to appoint this company. To me, what I would like to get an understanding on, the principles of section 217, where they applied in, utilizing the instruction and the direction as per the uh, uh, National Treasury, that of transparency, uh, 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 equitable uh, uh, and fairness? Because I don't think so. Now, chair, again, we, 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 we need to get a sense whether or not rationality was applied in in, in dealing with this matter. Now, when you talk about rationality, you talk about procedural fairness and competitiveness in the public interest. So the test of rationality, whether it's an emergency or not, it has to meet the procedural fairness. Taking into account what I earlier on said, that when this process was started on the 16th, 17th, these directives were were not yet in place and the company then had already been identified 18th of march the directives are issued but still the same company is earmarked and the market value that they are making reference on it's 6 years old the the, the market value of 2014 6 years down the line because when they speak about market competitiveness, they are referring to a tender that was awarded in a competitive bidding process in 2014. Six years down the line, we are still referred to that competitiveness. And Che, I'd like to get an understanding. Pictures that we are given before and after are dated 27 2007 and, and others it's 20, uh, 2004. thousand and four. I'm not sure for what reason, because I would have uh, really liked to get a sense and an understanding of what was there before, and, and 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 what was there after. But the pictures, I'm not sure whether colleagues am I the only one who saw that those pictures are dated uh, two thousand and seven. Now, I would like let, to also
0: get a bit round up for that. We will come for a second round because we do have time. So okay. Maybe hold it, there and then you'll flag your questions for round two. All right, I'll start. I'll start. I'll start yeah, with he's you. You want
8: to give me another platform, Let, let me first and uh, 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 pause here for now. All
0: right, fantastic. Honourable Graham,
12: thank you, Chair, and thank you very much for the opportunity to to raise my issues at your meeting. Um, And uh, a hearty good morning to um, the minister, the deputy minister, the DG, the members of the Portfolio Committee from a beautiful, sunny Hrofrenet in the Eastern Cape. Um, Chair, my questions are essentially, I understand that the AG and National Treasury are going to be investigating um, the issues around the supply chain management and the procurement. My issues really are around value for money, whether or not we receive value for money on this project. Um, A lot like the previous speaker said, the pricing was based on the 2016 prices and then they were extrapolated to make them viable for 2020. But in the defence of the cost of this fence, um, the Minister stated that part of the reason why it was so expensive was because of the logistical issues around the construction. So the site of it, as well as the um, the fact that it was a fast-track job and had to be finished in a very short for, uh, period of time. My question then is, how come in 2016 there were extra costs associated with the, proc- uh, the um, construction of the fence if these situations were not in place in 2016? So my concern is that the 2016 pricing was not um, exactly correct, and we've extrapolated based on that, um, without looking into what the what the additional costs would have been incurred for in 2016. The other thing is that um, on a question that I asked to the minister's office, um, the materials that were used for this fence were off-the-shelf materials. Nothing was especially constructed. There were no special materials that were required. This was a very basic, straightforward, fundamental fence. And again, did we receive value for money if this was an off-the-shelf fence and we paid nearly a million rand a kilometer for it. The other question I have is that an engineer was part of the scoping and signed off on this fence. This fence was an exact replica of the fence that had been in place prior to that, which we have seen was completely removed for those 40 kilometers. There was nothing left of the previous fence. My question is, did we make a good decision in terms of what kind of fence to put up? Irrespective of the timeframes that we were given, was it a sensible choice to go with a fence that had been used previously, that had been completely removed by the people on the border prior to, to, to being re-erected? So, again, this goes to did we get value for money and did we make good choices? And then just finally, with respect to the contractor, if the contractor was already appointed to do work at the Bight border post, did that not include also the repair and maintenance of the fence on either side of the border post. Thank you very much.
7: We are you back, Colego? Can you are you back with us, Ms. Chair? I can see your picture. Um, you had said on the group that you had got disconnected. Are you back with us? Mr. Chair, you're gone again. Okay. Um please, um, who's taking over the chair? Um, Becky, who's going to chair?
8: Uh, no, no, just to stick with the principle, I uh, will give to one of the opposition parties.
7: No, 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 no that... Oh, he's back, thank goodness for that. All right. He's back.
0: <laughs> um, um,
10: uh,
0: it was a network coup. Right, uh, Honorable Graham is done, I assume. I tried hard. Okay, Honorable Siwisa. uh
1: Thank you, Chair. Thank you for the opportunity to say two or three words. I'll go back to slide 12, and I think Honorable Liz or Lias has touched some of the issues I wanted to touch. But my question is directed to the minister and the DG that we know that you've got problems in the CBE and the CIDP pertaining transformation within the build and construction environment and yet you take a contractor that already has a contract to do repairs and you give him another contract, what has informed you? Because Honorable yes has made us aware that already these people didn't do a good job. Don't you think that the, the, the reasons that you guys have put forward to say these are the reasons why we took this contractor, you've actually disadvantaged some of the contractors that could have done a better job, that are in the same level, in the same category as, as this present contractor that is there. And yet, When you talk to the Portfolio Committee of of Public Works, you always talk about transformation and yet you had an opportunity to do transformation and yet you didn't do transformation, you didn't give another person an opportunity to actually uh, showcase what they can do, what their qualifications are. It also brings me back, Minister, that don't you think it's about time at this present moment that we should actually have our own state-owned building company that's going to address all of these issues, that are even going to address the overexpenditure on simple fences that can be found at Build It or anywhere else, and yet we have to spend for 40 kilometers of a fence. Then we have to spend such... A, a amount of money to make sure that a fence is erected. The same fence that was erected in the past is the same fence. There's nothing special. It doesn't have magnets. It doesn't have alarm systems. It doesn't have anything. It's the same fence. And which I ask myself, is that fence also was it part of the was it also installed by the same contractor that has installed that has installed the, the fence in the past? So, Minister, don't you think appointing the same a contractor that already has a contract with DPWI, Are you did you not disadvantage other contractors while you are speaking about transformation in the CPE and the CITB? Thank you, Chair.
0: All right, thank you much. Okay, and the last bite will come from Honourable Swart.
13: Um, thank you, Chair. Chair, mine is on yes. the pictures that were given in the presentation, uh, that were given old pictures. So I just want to get a sense that as much as there was an emergency for the fencing, Can the department relate to us that when they do this emergency project, do they then do away with the normal procedures of having a project manager on site from the department? Um, Even though there was COVID, what measures did they put in place that a project manager would do their work on site and to make sure... That the contractor was delivering what they are supposed to deliver. Because for them to put pictures which are 2007 and another picture which has got another date of another year which are outdated pictures, who took the before and after photos from the department to make sure that what is being delivered is of quality? Uh, the rest, Chair, I'm covered. Thank you.
8: Honourable Chair, uh, colleagues, it appears as if the Chair is disconnected once again. Chair, are you, are, are you back? He
13: is not. Oh. Honourable Somio, are you there?
0: All right. No, I'm back. Uh, my network uh-huh. is giving me problems. All right. Um, all right. Can we get... Uh, okay, we'll go to responses. I think, Minister... And your team. Let me be let me be frank like a bullet. Obviously something fundamentally wrong. The
2: president is frozen again.
8: Um, I think the chair, once again, <clears throat> is having difficulties uh, uh, connecting. Colleagues, are you...
2: Yes? Can help the chairperson if he disconnect his video link um, uh-huh. and, and, and just have the audio. Sometimes it helps with the, 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 the connection if, okay. if you switch okay. off the, the video.
8: We'll we'll try and convey that message. Can we just, um, colleagues, for now,
2: Uh,
11: Can
8: I respond? Yeah. uh, Honourable Minister, I think it will be prudent that um, as a presiding officer over this meeting, the chair is part of the meeting, Uh, Mm. yes, so that we, we are all on the same page. Can, can you just give us a few uh, uh, seconds while we try to resolve the matter, and then we'll take it from there. Is, is that acceptable, colleagues?
7: Oh, in order. Acceptable. Right. That's big fine, okay. I've sent
11: okay. a message to chair. Go ahead, Becky.
8: Uh, co- colleagues, I, I think the message has been sent to the Chair. If they, I think if there are other colleagues that had questions that were outstanding, let us utilise this uh, uh, opportunity while the Chair is reconnecting to pose some of these questions.
7: That sounds like you getting back in for your second round, Peggy. No, no,
8: I, I, I would no, no. have my right no, no. just to speak uh, and give no, no. others an opportunity.
10: Co- co- colleagues, why can't we do it this way? Yes. Uh, the chair was about to give over to the uh, ministry to provide some response. He was cut at that point. Fortunately, there he is. Chair, are you ready?
0: Yeah, I've had to move outside, uh, so excuse these Welcome. rural uh, uh, challenges. Uh, <laughs> It's a serious problem, yeah. but nonetheless, um, we did not receive, and the investigations which are underway are necessitated by that very reality.
8: Chair, you still breaking up? Can you please uh, mute your video? Only use your audio. Perhaps that will assist. Chair,
7: are you there? May I suggest that we proceed on the basis that Honorable Somnia was suggesting, that we get the responses. um, And the chair can raise his questions if and when he gets back. Peggy, how about that?
8: Uh, Yeah, I think that's progressive. Um, The Honourable
2: Minister. Thank you, Honourable Acting Chair, Honourable Members. Um, Let me start with the... I will answer the questions uh, that were posed to me, um, Chairperson. Uh, The question from Honourable I wanted to know whether... uh, whether we first engaged with internal audit before we decided to go external audit? Yes, we did both, internal and external. Uh, unfortunately, the chair of our internal audit committee is up off of and she wasn't able to join us today, but we decided to pursue both internal and external And the reason uh, for also going external was in order to have greater assurance and full oversight, and further to address the public concerns that were raised at the time. That we requested the good office of the AG uh, to commence with an external audit outside of the department on the forty-kilometer Bay Bridge uh, fence, so we did both. In terms of monitoring the process, as you all know, that the minister is not involved in any procurement, so the monitoring will be done or has been done by the Director General. That is his function: least to monitor the administration. But the Director General and also the DDG reported. Um, on a daily basis, what we started during lockdown was to say that even though people are at home, we are not on leave, and we decided to meet every day at 2 p.m., including Saturdays and Sundays. And in those daily meetings, uh, Bay Bridge was a standing item on our agenda, where we got feedback uh, from the DDG and from the DG, And the minutes of all of those meetings are also available. Uh, yes, Chairperson, um, we are prepared also to provide all the correspondence between the Auditor General. Um, also, um, all reports, uh, once uh, all the investigations are concluded, We are committed to share the outcome with the public and with Scopa and with Parliament and the Portfolio Committee of the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure. It is just at this stage that all the investigations are ongoing, but I will certainly keep uh, Parliament um, up to date with with progress. Uh, The same, uh, like National Treasury said, when they have concluded their investigations. The honorable members are entitled to see all of those reports and all of the correspondence, and we can make it available to all them, all the members. Um, the other question was: what prompted the investigation from Honorable Menti? Uh, the, the investigation was prompted by um, the thousands of questions that were asked from the public. Uh, there was a lot of media interest. Uh, there were photos that appeared that uh, some journalists went also down there to take photos. And so because of public interest and accountability to the public, uh, we had decided to, to launch all of the investigations. Um, I've said that all the reports will be made available. The AG report and our internal anti-corruption unit report will be made available to SOPA the Portfolio Committee, and, and Parliament as uh, as to hold. Um, Honorable uh, Kadebe wanted to know whether the directive is available. Yes, we can certainly make the directive available uh, to, to Scopa uh, and also to the Portfolio Committee. And then concerning uh, the details of the actual procurement and the VOC, I will ask the DG and the DDG to respond to that because I'm not uh, involved in any procurement. Um, Then Honorable Graham wanted to know about uh, the cost. Uh, Yes, um, uh, I also raised the same issue of the cost uh, in our daily meetings as the senior management and, and one of the explanations uh, that uh, the DDG provided was that the terrain under which uh, the contractor had to work, and I've also made uh, that public to say that uh, the conditions are, are, are very written there, and so it's true that I, I, I did say that based on the information that I received uh, from the The DDG and and the DG. Uh, Another question was uh, should we have our own state-owned company? Um, First of all uh, that is a policy decision for for government uh, except to say that government is busy with the process to rationalize state-owned entities uh, where most of them have become a liability to government rather than an advantage. And also, I don't appoint any contractors. Um, no, no member of parliament or minister allowed to get involved in procurement. So I certainly did not appoint a contractor. And then Honorable uh, may mentioned about the pictures. Uh, again, I think the department can respond to um, the date of the features. Um, and, and also the um, emergency and the COVID-19 measures. Uh, I know one of the things that the department did with COVID-19 was to make sure that the contractor provide all the workers with the necessary um, uh, PPEs, and uh, this, uh, the department can also give a report around that. So, uh, it's unfortunate that we are meeting today, but we are ready to come back to Scropa once we have completed all of the investigations.
10: Thank you, Chairperson.
0: All right, um, DG.
3: Uh, thanks very much, uh, Honourable Chair, Honourable Members and Colleagues. Um, the uh, question with respect to Honorable Macau. Yes, uh, we did report uh, this deviation to National Treasury and also the age We did do that. um The other question which I want to respond to relates to whether the contractor, this was new, it was not work that was done by the by the contractor that was appointed, it was it was additional work to the extent that it was uh, to follow also due process. The other aspect that was raised, which I would want to respond to, in case um, uh, the VO versus the, the approach that we followed as to why didn't we follow the VO. Yes, I think uh, the response that I gave, respond to this one also because a variation order can only be entertained or activated if it is a continuation of a project that exists. So the view was not going to be relevant to this one because it was new work. It was going to be improper to proceed with a view. I'll ask uh, my colleagues uh, to add into the questions that have been raised. Uh, from Bar to Mister Knight, do you can add into those?
0: All right, DDG, continue.
4: Thank you, Honourable Chair, Honourable Minister, and DDG, um, and Honourable <clears throat> Members um there was a question raised around the appointment uh, of subcontractors that is included in in the presentation i think it's it was um, the information was provided uh, for for transparency uh, to to parliament uh, the issue of subcontracting is uh, is usually done by the appointed contractor uh, it is a well-established practice uh, within the construction industry. And uh, in this case, the employer only has a contractual relationship with the prime or the main contractor. And uh, the uh, contractor then has a relationship with the, the uh, There was uh, another question raised around the, the pictures. Um, the presentation that I I have the latest one shows uh, pictures that were taken in January two thousand and uh, twenty, and it doesn't show the the pictures of uh of two thousand and four. So my request is is that uh, we we provide uh, the these latest pictures which are in in my presentation. I would apologize if members have. Have the old uh, uh, presentation. The there was uh, another question raised uh, around the the process, uh, and I think uh, my colleague, um, acting DDG SCM, uh, will also articulate on the the SCM side as he's already done. But he, we can reemphasize it. But for me, I would like to just highlight that the, 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 the sequence, uh, just to reiterate it, that indeed on the 16th of March, we received a directive uh, from the Honourable Minister of, of Public Works. And uh, on the 17th, which is the, the following day, the directive was uh, was used uh, as a guide for us to process uh, the variation order because the, the directive does say that uh, a variation order must be, must be done. And on the 17th, we, we did uh, go through that process of getting the scope of work and the, the, the price BOQ uh, and also did the, the market uh, analysis. And and correctly, as as mentioned, that on the 18th of March 2020, the department did due diligence on this part. And uh, after doing the due diligence, uh, the negotiated procurement strategy then unfolded. Um, I I will just end there and, and move to the next question which uh, was talking about the the previously, the previous contract that was concluded in in 2016. I would like to make a correction that uh, it is not a 2014 contract, it is a 2016 uh, contract for the land port of Inch at Big Bridge. And I think in the expression that it is a remote site. Um, the, the, the issues of the remoteness of the site were, were, were discussed in, in the describing the, the conditions. And uh, because these rates are 2016 based and they are already unscheduled, they went through a competitive process through the market. Those, raised, those rates are, are then benchmarked uh, the process of of whether the the rates were were otherwise uh, um, you know one can't answer because it went through a competitive uh, tendering process which um, uh, that is why uh, the rates are unscheduled and these rates are, are complex rates because you can't uh, it's not itemized within a rate you have a buildup of of the labor you have a build-up of the material, you have a build-up of the profit. And, and that is what uh, the rate uh, then then represents. The, there was another question around uh, um, the, the maintenance aspects. This contractor was appointed for the land ports of entry for Bait Bridge. And as clarified by the DG, that uh, scope did not include the maintenance of the fence line, and, be, and because uh, the direction is for us to to maintain what is existing, the, the the direction is not for was not for us to to do otherwise, uh, and that is what was then done to to maintain uh, the upkeeping of what was existing uh, on site. Um yeah, I would like to pause there and uh, I will take other questions when they come.
0: All right, uh, Deputy Minister, are you fine? Yes, yes, Chaperson, I'm fine. Thank you. Okay. And good, good, good afternoon to all afternoon, TM. All right. Okay, colleagues, do you have any follow-ups? Yes, Chair. My name is Zey. All right. and Honorable Liz, and then... Okay, right. Honorable Peggy, you can start.
8: uh, Thank you, Honourable Chair. I've just opened this um, updated presentation. I I think it's going to be challenging, Chair, if we're going to be given a presentation and then later we're given an updated version uh, while we're already prepared. But be that as it may, let me continue. But still chair on this updated version, it still speaks about uh, the market analysis that was premised on the fact that the bill of quantities was a baseline from 2014, scheduled rate. Uh, it's still referring to 2014. I see the before and after pictures. Uh, so that, that, that takes care of, of, of the point. But my initial question chair that I've raised and let me repeat, uh, whether or not you are dealing with an emergency procurement process, there are certain principles that you need not to neglect. The procedural fairness of your process uh, as it relates to Section 217 of the Constitution, the, the transparency and the fairness part. Now, I'm asking this on the basis that the bill of quantity and the scope of work was done through a violation order. And the appointment was done through aviation. After the the, the National Treasury has issued notice 8 of 2019, 2020, and the very same company that Uh, 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 compile this bill of price, this bill of quantities and the scope of it was appointed. Now, the question was, in terms of procedural fairness, transparency and rationality, did your process met those uh, uh, constitutional requirements? I did not get an answer on that aspect. I would like to get an answer. Secondly, Mm -hmm. the, the, the Deviation, uh, I mean, the notice issued by Treasury require that 30 days after you have undertaken this process, you submit a, a detailed report to National Treasury giving the unit price, uh, reasoning for competing. Do we have such a report? And if we do, as per section 3.6 of the notices from National Treasury, I would like to get that detailed report. Now, the other question of clarity check: in your presentation, you mentioned that you were doing or getting daily progress uh, a report, but only on the eighth, which is fourteen days after your contract was was started, you only issued a letter of concern in relation. To the progress on site. Now I'm asking on on the basis that this contract uh, exceeded by eight days, and how much did it cost for that extension of time? And what was what was the principal agent and the representative from the department doing all along when only after fourteen days you started becoming concerned about the progress on site? Yet in your report indicating to us that you were getting a a, a daily progress report. Chair, based on the directive from the minister, is this type of of fence an appropriate best suitable to deal with what the directive intended to secure our border? Is the quality of the fence best given the the value of the money that was utilised? Thank you, Chair.
0: Honourable Mente.
11: Yeah, uh, Chairperson, I'm going to uh, re-emphasize my question on due diligence. I asked who did the due diligence, the answer is the department. I'm not looking for a department, I know it's the department. I'm looking for a person. Or persons who conducted the due diligence on this particular company and satisfied themselves that in terms of quality and the maintenance that has to be undertaken by the department and as well as the quantity that was going to be utilized. Reason for that due diligence measures are precisely to deal with the issues that we're dealing with now, a before picture and the after picture. Honorable hadebe says, was the fence suitable according to the minister's naked eye? If a due diligence was done properly, A naked eye would have told you that that particular fence can be easily cut and its particular construction as well can be easily removed if it's constructed the way it is. That is part of due diligence. Now, I want to know who conducted the due diligence, not the department. I know it's a department. And, Minister, I want to promise that this is one case we're going to get to the bottom of it. Because in the due diligence scope, it details crystal clear on quality, on quantity, on construction and satisfaction of pricing. But that is going to be finalized and stemmed when we receive the pricing guidelines and the procurement process of this time from Treasury whether you adhere to it or you did not adhere to it. I don't want to talk to in much right now. I want to talk to quantity, quality as well. Now, secondly, when you want to distinguish emergency from a normal practice, you are informed by the bill of quantity. Once the bill of quantity is huge, it necessitates you to look at the scope of work. Now, um, Honorable Adebe gives you a baseline in terms of the bill of quantity. You stipulated yourself as a department on this particular presentation, and it it already gives us irregularities. It's forty kilometers versus what which was sub, which could, we could call it not an emergency an emergency is when you are patching a, a certain kilometer is 40 kilometers still an emergency in terms of the scope of emergency and in terms of the bill of quantities you are given is that also qualifying as an emergency And having, the, 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 and having utilized a company which was there before, why did you have to then divert from the normal process to emergency dealing with a person whom you already know? What informed that kind of a process? Thank you.
0: All right, Honorable Liz. An
7: Honourable and Honourable Somio. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, Mr. Chairman, yeah, it's, it's so the DGE has now indicated that the contractor who was appointed was not responsible for the fence prior to this appointment. So, presumably, this contractor was doing maintenance just at the border post, which uh, um, I'm not sure what that included. Whether it included clearing blocked drains or painting walls, or but there must be a very limited amount of fencing at the border post itself. Um, so again, it seems somewhat uh, inappropriate to to have taken a contractor who uh, was not a specialist or clearly wasn't a specialist fencing contractor. to to do an emergency and rush job. Um, So I'd like to know what exactly this contractor's work was prior to being awarded the fencing contract. And then my question about the arrangements for post-construction to protect the fence really hasn't been answered um, unless I missed it, and I apologize if I missed it. So are we saying that or by not saying anything, is, was there no arrangement made? We were responsible for putting up the fence, and then we walked away from it, and and and, and that was it. Mr. Chairman, my, my last questions are, right now, as we're speaking uh, at this virtual meeting, is the fence intact? Is it being kept intact, and is it f- fulfilling the function which it was erected for. In other words, we spent 37 million rand to stop people crossing the border. Are people crossing the border illegally? Um, Yeah, not to stop people crossing the border, but to stop them crossing illegally. Of course, they can cross legally. So is it fulfilling the function or is it 37 million rand simply wasted? Thank you, Mr. Chairman.
0: All right, uh, Honorable Mahao. Uh, Honorable Mahao, your mic, you can uh,
9: unmute yourself. Thank
0: you, thank you, thank you, very,
9: thank you. Thank you very much, Shepesi. I, I'm, I'm just making a follow-up on the response of the Minister saying that the internal audit was consulted. Was consulted. Is it possible for her just to give us a brief report on what was the findings of the internal audit? Secondly, DDG has reported that it is the main contractor's duty to appoint SM the subcontractors. But okay, what we know is that the department has a critical role in terms of monitoring that of monitoring that the SMMEs are appointed. Did they play that role? So, if yes, how many SMMA subcontractors, which have been appointed, thirdly, there is a serious, serious allegation that the fence has already been vandalized. Is that true? And lastly, whether the fence installed, the warrants, the kind of money that was paid. Thank you very much, Chair. The Honourable, Swami, the
0: Honourable Swat. Thank you, Chair. Mabsoom, you unmute
10: yourself, please. Thank you. Someone is muting me. Okay, fine. Thank, thank you very much, sir. Uh, on the points raised initially uh, as 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 questions, I I I really uh, found less in terms of uh, the response. Uh, it might be uh, that uh, uh, the same uh, interest has been to the fact that the matter is under investigations, as we speak, or to General and a number of other institutions. Uh, so they would prefer us with that kind of report. So so one is really constrained in uh, this uh, kind of engagement. That um, um, is it. Mean? The, the, the minister has issued directives. The minister issued directives. Um, as, as indicated, uh, uh, for 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 such a procurement to be, be undertaken, at around about the sixteenth of March, and and uh, there are five salient points uh, in that directive. Five salient points in the directive, missal directive, and uh, those those points uh, are somewhat. In, 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 included uh, for the, the department or for those who are involved, because the minister indicates clearly who must be involved uh, in the process, uh, indicates who should do what in the, in the process. And, and uh, now we're talking about the fence which has been finalized. Is the minister satisfied that her directives have been met true and true. Is the minister satisfied that her directives assigned by herself on the sixteenth of March have been met? Thank you, Chair.
0: All
10: right, Honorable right.
0: Swat. Thank you, Chair
13: Chair is just to request that um There are some of these questions that the department must please um, respond to the committee in writing because I don't get a sense that we are getting proper, fully uh, um, answers to what we are asking uh, so that they can detail to us the answers. Um, And also the two presentations we got, you get an updated one. We are already in the meeting uh, we have prepared ourselves already on the presentation given to us. Uh, such things are unacceptable, Chair. But all I'm saying, Chair, is that I am asking again that the project manager that was project managing this particular project of the fence at the border must write a report through the DG, uh, through the director that was in charge of this project, to actually give us the proper detail as to what transpired because it's like they are brushing us off chair in giving us I'm not getting a sense that we are actually getting the true sense in terms of how the project manager was monitoring this process because in 14 days after as some one on a member has alluded to that during that before the 14 days who was monitoring the implementation of the project before they reached the stage of the 14 days where they started waking up that there is a project and following up on the project. Thank you, Chair.
0: All right, Honorable Graham.
13: Thank you,
12: Chair. I appreciate another opportunity. Um, with respect to the appointment of the contractor on this project, um, the contractor is Machwa Construction. Um, A question was sent in to ask about the appointment of the contractor. We asked whether or not they were a a preferred service provider. Um, The response to that was no, they are not a preferred service provider. However, in the same response, it indicates that they are currently working or have worked on 14 different projects, 11 of which are land ports of entry. So my question then is: If they are not a preferred service provider, why are they working on all the land ports of entry? And two of the projects they are working on are thirty-six month projects for repair and maintenance. So if we could just get some clarity on how how this this contractor in particular is is being utilised for what seems to be most of the ports of entry that that we have currently.
0: Honourable Sir.
12: Uh,
1: thank you, Chair. Uh, I'm afraid some of my questions were not answered, but uh, I hope that will get a written response on that. I, I think it's becoming it's becoming highlight, a highlights question Okay, the, the the question on doesn't the minister think that is a disadvantage that. You take a contractor that already has a contract and close out all other contracts. And then it brings also to light what Honorable Graham has already said: that there is one contractor who's working all over public works entry points. So I will not disadvantaging other contractors while in the same breath they are talking about transformation and all of those things. They haven't answered that. My follow-up question would be on. <coughs> Uh, The minister said the question that was asked by Honorable Mente was that what prompted the investigation and she says that public interest and what the media was saying. So, does the minister rely on media and what the public says? It simply means to me that, Minister, are you telling us today that you do not have monitoring and evaluation mechanics in your office, to make follow-ups in each and every project that happens out there. You are going to wait for what the public says, and then you start to act on what the public says. Does this, am I safe to say, you do not have mechanics to do evaluation and monitoring and oversight mechanics put in place in your department. You are always going to rely on what are the people saying out there? Because it's going to bring us to a, 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 a point whereby, by the time this thing comes to your attention, then more damage should have been done because you don't do constant monitoring and evaluation. And then I go back to DDG, but I'm, I'm very surprised, DDG, that you are saying that your rates are based on remote area and not material used. So I'm not going to say anything about that. I'm just surprised that we should be rating on what kind of material are we using. And yet you are telling us that the rates are based on because the place is in a remote area. So it doesn't matter what kind of material that we are using. As long as it's in a remote area, the rates are going to go up. It doesn't matter what kind of material that we are using. So I don't have a question on that. It's just my opinion at this moment. Uh, Chaperson, thank you.
0: All right. um, Thank you very much. I am not going to jinx myself by trying to say anything, because if I do, this um, system will chuck me out again. <clears throat> safe to say, of course, uh, that Minister, it's very clear uh, that we are not getting the responses we require or should be getting simply because, for lack of a better phrase, I'll switch to Zulu and say, something is hitting the water here, yeah. something is not right, something is amiss. The pieces of the puzzle don't seem to be fitting. So, at the end, uh, um, I've sketched here, colleagues, a a, a roadmap, but let's get the responses and I'll present it to all of us uh, as part of a way forward uh, in terms of how we could probably um, handle uh, this particular issue. Because at the heart of this um, is why this contractor? That is fundamentally the question that we need an answer to. we can debate the politics of the fence as to whether there was a need or not, and so on. But a determination having been made, it begs the question as to whether the contractor who actually uh, ultimately got the job was equal to the task at hand. On one hand, did they deliver value for money? And, um, like I've said, um, what you see there does not give you the comfort that you've paid you should have paid 37 million rands uh, it, 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 it's just chalk and cheese so let's get those responses um and then uh, we will i'll present the roadmap colleagues and then we will uh, we'll call it a day at that so minister uh, i'll start with you and then if the dm wants to make a comment she will come in and then we'll go to the dg and the departmental team minister
2: Thank you, Chairperson and Honourable Members. Um, Chairperson, just on the daily reports, the daily reports that we received in the senior management meeting on a daily basis was reports like security at the borders, the the theft and the vandalism of of the fence. Now, Honourable Members will know that in the Constitution, it is the duty of the South African National Defense Force to secure and protect our borders. And with the theft of material and the vandalism, I wrote a letter to the Minister of Defense asking that she must help us to step up patrols around the border. And I gave her a full report. Three days after my request, the Minister of Defence arranged for extra patrol on helicopter, on um, on motorbikes, and all of this. But even with that, the the vandalism and and the theft continued on, a, on on a daily basis. So, in terms of who's responsible to secure our borders, that is the role of the the, the defence force. Um, the question that comes up: Did we get the best value for money? That is exactly one of the terms of reference and one of the, the issues that I've asked the auditor general to investigate. Because, what is the current market for rate offences? Uh, who are the suppliers, and all of that? That will all come. And, and and the investigation will determine whether we we got value for money. I agree with Honorable Mente that um that we need to get to the bottom of, of, the all, of, of, this. of all of this. Uh, uh, and that is and why that we have the, there's some it's it's with it's somebody's mic is on. Yes. Um, I, I agree with Honourable uh, Chairperson, that we must get to the bottom of this. And this is why, together with our internal audit, the external audit, uh, the report from National Treasury, will assist all of us, including the public, to get the answers that they deserve. We have to also make sure that we put the real facts and the real truth out there And therefore, the investigations to get to the bottom of of this. Um, The issue of due diligence, I think that the department must respond about how they were doing uh, due diligence on that. Um, But currently, as we speak, since the planes were handed over um, on, I think, around about the 20th of April, then, then it is then the duty of the Defense Force to patrol the borders. Um, but we can certainly follow up and find out. Uh, There are also some obligations for the contractor, um, you know, after the the, the handing over, and again, the department will will, will speak to that. Um, In terms of the directive, that issue was to give guidance, but to also to make sure that we understand the emergency and the urgency of uh, repairing and um, replacing uh, only 40 kilometers of the fence uh, on the east and the south of the uh, Bay Bridge border. The, the actual length of fence between uh, Zimbabwe and South Africa is almost 700 kilometers. This project was to deal with only 40 kilometers, and I know it was not enough. And that's why, at some stage, we must come and present to Scopa and to the Portfolio Committee uh, what are the medium and long-term plans to, uh, to continue to secure our country by, by fixing our borders. Um, then, Honourable... Um, Honourable ben, uh, Graham asked the question about why the same contractor, again, the department must respond there. Must respond there. Um, and and you know, Honourable Suisa, yes, I take great interest in what the public asks and demand of us as public uh, servants in this country. So when all of these questions were raised, that that was one of the reasons, but the other reason also was that um, I have questioned the the value of 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 this cost right from the beginning of the project, and I was told that um, fourteen days after the handover there will be a complete report. I've also asked how much we paid up till now. We paid a contractor 21 million Rand up till now. Uh, there has been an instruction by the anti corruption unit to the CFO not to pay any further monies until we get all of these investigations done. So, so far, the department has spent 20, 21 million. Um, and so I agree that something um, something must be done, and and that's why we have launched all of the investigations. Chairperson, I will give over to um, the the DG and the other colleagues to answer the other questions. Thank you.
3: Thank, thanks very much, Honorable Chair. The question on um, whether we reported it, it is coming for the second time. We that we reported to both the National Treasury and AG within the time. There's a question also that relates to uh, the monitoring of that fence. Yes, we have emphasized this, both the Minister and myself. I wrote to the Secretary for Defence to indicate that now we are handing over the uh, product to the client being the Department of Defense, they took over the property, and then they are patrolling that area. We also reported this matter to the network, which uh, take uh, also the responsibility to ensure that they will monitor the area. There's also a question that says, "Is the fence serving the purpose for which it was created?" Yes, we we can confirm that it's serving the purpose because we is so in compliance also with the needs of the client, and uh, as far as now we have not had any contrary review that says it is not serving the purpose. We are satisfied that it's serving the purpose with respect to the issue of uh, the deviation. Disadvantaging the issue of transformation and also the other service providers. I think we should accept that deviation in its nature will definitely do uh, disadvantage others because it's a very limited uh, process of identifying those who are going to do that. We we accept that fact, uh, observation. I'll ask my colleagues to add in the areas which I didn't uh, cover. The colleagues, you can add. Mr. Naidu, in particular, you should add also in the area of uh, SCM.
5: Did you thank, thank you uh, uh, through the chair again? I just want to add to the issue of the 30 days reporting that the Honourable Adeba asked about. you I think uh, the Honourable member also requested that they would need to see the report that uh, uh, which we had submitted to the National Treasury, and we can make that report available. Thank you. Uh,
3: Colleagues, can you add in the areas which we didn't cover?
4: Thank you, Through the honourable chair, uh, there was a question around uh, uh, the the project manager. Yes, there is a project manager um, who uh, was working together with uh, the the project team. Um, as the minister has uh, uh, articulated, the Uh, Principal agent provided uh, written uh, daily reports and these reports were submitted to the Office of the Minister and the Office of the Director General. Um, And these reports uh, can be made available. It's a a big volume of reports because it talks to activities from uh, the first uh, week until the last week. Uh, There were also weekly uh, progress uh, meetings that were held uh, on site and contractual meetings. Contractual aspects were were discussed. Um, and uh, if one goes through some of these uh, minutes, uh, honourable members will see um, the uh, monitoring that was done uh, and the effectiveness of the monitoring. Uh, honourable members, it's it is not uh, very common uh, that. A project of this nature, in terms of uh, the kilometers, can be done and achieved in the period that uh, that it was done. And um, I'm sure the the other reports that will come will also uh, indicate um, the the effort that uh, was put in order to deliver it at this time, uh, in terms of the, the working hours. Uh, that the, the team was subjected to in order to, to do this. Uh, it will also articulate the, uh, the checking that was done by the engineer on site um, on, uh, on, on, uh, on a daily basis. And uh, it will also articulate uh, some of the issues that uh, have been raised uh, in terms of the monitoring that there was daily monitoring, there was weekly monitoring, there was uh, 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 until the the end uh, of the process, um, according to to, to what uh, the prerequisites are saying uh, for that. And uh, indeed, uh, uh, the department has not uh, paid 37 million, uh, as the minister has has articulated. There was another question around uh you know what what was paid Uh, we we'd make payments based on the work done so every quantity that is there is then get paid according to what is on site Um, so uh, even if when we I believe there will be a site uh, visit even when that site visit is done Uh, There will be a BOQ and we can measure uh, uh, and walk the entire 40 kilometers to see what is in the BOQ versus, uh, uh, in terms of the final account, what is in the final account versus uh, what is being paid uh, to demonstrate that uh, part of the aspect of the value uh, for for money from uh, the department side. And then uh, there, there was indeed a question raised around the the maintenance aspects which was uh, partly addressed by both the minister and the DG that uh, as far as securing and uh, security is concerned uh, that responsibility is the responsibility of the Department of Defence the Department of Defence have been involved from from the day one in fact uh, historically just to give a little bit of uh, the background that uh, in December 2019, um, the two departments uh, then started engaging, and uh, they they already met as early as January 2020, and um, the defence were also uh, part of the meetings that took place in uh, March 2020, when the uh, um, uh, fence was discussed and uh, the maintenance of of the fence was discussed and. When uh, everything was 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 then discussed, the defence were also part of the the practical completion sign-off, where the client signed off that they're satisfied with the with the uh, the, the structure, um, and also uh, giving that assurance from that side. And our and honourable members um, will also note uh, that part. The part of the uh, company in terms of the due diligence uh, and and so forth, I think uh, that can be provided in in a report uh, which will, as requested, uh, that the project manager will package it and uh, uh, through to to honourable members, which uh, will talk about the the work history of this this company. Uh, I'll also uh, draw the the records from CRDB to show uh, how the company has grown uh, over the years, uh, that will be of of interest to the honourable members and also to show the successful completed projects um, uh, by this uh, company. And if there is any uh, wrongdoing uh, that was done by the company in the history of this department, that information will then be packaged accordingly uh, to the honourable members. And I hope that information... Will also uh, be received uh, uh, well. Chair, can I please uh, stop here uh, through
0: you? Um, uh, you know, it's fine. Um, you see, we're not getting the answers that we want, uh, and when I say want, I, I don't say it within the parameters of having preempted particular responses, as if we came here with a particular view, but your story needs to make sense, it doesn't. And seated where I'm said I'm sure colleagues uh, agree, that we, you know, I'm, I'm not, we're not getting a sense as to whether things are right. You see, I'm, I'm yet, you see, when you when you say you are satisfied, what are you satisfied with? That fence is a mess, an absolute mess. So I, 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 I'm not getting a sense that, you know, we will get what we want, but it's fine. We, 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 that is also indicative of the extent of the problem. Uti why this mess? you're not forthcoming with information. So colleagues, there is a auditor General investigation that is taking place. Um, I will liaise with the Auditor General and his office for the timelines for that investigation so we can coincide uh, our work with that report. National Treasury is due to finalize next week Friday. so we will request that uh, they send us that report as well when it is finalized. The SIU uh, colleagues has actually even been to uh, this project and they have done assessments including but you know but not limited to value for money as we are concerned here about. So we'll also want that um, the department furnishes us with uh, the SIU um, report because that is going to assist us uh, to deal with the, 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 this. I'm surprised it wasn't mentioned. Um, so what we will do colleagues, we're going to go through the National Treasury report first and that will be our North Star in any further engagement that we have so that we can satisfy ourselves about due process, competence, um, and also, you see, when we speak about uh, the CIDB uh, uh, issues and, 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 and rankings and so on, we must also deal with, with that and look at the competence of, of, of this company. I am not satisfied. From where I am seated, there is a lot that just doesn't add up. I think colleagues, what we will have to do in the next engagement is to have DOD, the Department of Defence, here. Um, then have Department of Home Affairs here as well, um, so that we can determine and assess the extent of their own involvement and whether they are fulfilling their own responsibilities. As things stand, I don't think that they are and I disagreed, um, DG, that um, the fence is fulfilling what uh, it was intended for. That fence, you see, I went to a boarding school, DG, and we used padlocks for our lockers. And they used to have, you could break a padlock with a shoe if you lost your key then they used to have those big things that uh, you use to break your padlock if you decided to do it through the official channels you can get through that fence using that thing there's no in for all intents and purposes, that's not a, there's no fence there but there's a fence but there's no fence. Um, I think, colleagues, we, we should support the determination by the law enforcement agencies that no further payments be done until all the investigations are completed. Chair, okay. um, Yes.
8: Honorable um, on, on a, um I, I share your sentiments, but I think there are critical questions that we need answers to. Okay, hold oh, on. That. Let me finish and then, then you yeah. will, will come in. Yes, because I did not want to call orders while the the department was still trying to respond. But I I thought I should have done so because what we have asked it's nowhere near being answered, uh, yeah. and I I, I do not intend
0: letting Bam. them go. Okay. Bam. Bam. Right. So and then I so I think we should support that. I think we, at the earliest convenience, uh, when the regulations allow, I think they will be meriting us visiting Bait Bridge Border Post colleagues uh, as part of ensuring that whatever recommendations we make, having looked at the SIU report, the Auditor General's um, findings, and National Treasury, we then find a point of convergence for our own reporting and make the necessary resolutions. There's no doubt uh, here that everything was done to favor this contractor. And the fact that we are not receiving value for money is because funds are being diverted elsewhere. And so until I'm proven otherwise, I will hold to that view. That fence is not 37 million. There is no way. That that fence is 37 million rands. I've noted your hand, uh, Minister. there, Minister. There's no way that that fence is 37 million rands. So I think we will, we will do it that way. All right. Let me take honourable hadebe to round up, and then Minister will come to you, um, and then we we will bring this to a, to a close. Because I think the non receipt of responses is, uh, is simply because there's investigations underway on one hand, but because Lot wrong and has actually happened in so far as this is concerned, and it may be very well that under investigation in this meeting as well. So, we must we'll have to let's assess that as well. Honorable Hart, David.
8: Thank you, thank you, Honorable Chair. I think uh, the, the department should indicate whether or not they're unable to answer to our questions. Uh, secondly, Honorable Minister you're the one who issued the directive. And uh, uh, the department relied on national treasury instruction number eight, 2019, 2020. And within the very same uh, directive, it's clear on section 3.6, that within 30 days, a detailed report ought to have been submitted to national treasury. Now what's contained in that report, it's a detail in terms of the description of the project quality. A total price. If the, the, the project has been completed, 30 days has long passed. By now, as the Honorable Minister that issued a directive, you should be in a position to tell us whether or not you have received value for money as per your directive and what type of quality you have received and what is the total cost of that project. The project is, is complete, there, wa- there shouldn't be any further payment at this stage. Or invoices when the project has reached its practical completion and ultimately its final completion. So these answers were not getting. I'm raising a simple question to the department that you even went as further as writing a memo, a, a requesting rectification of your previous negotiation with this contractor. And I ask in terms of procedural fairness. Uh, competitiveness whether or not your emergency procurement have met these uh, 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 fundamental requirement as per the constitution i did not get the response on, on on that and i was expecting that the the minister perhaps would be able to shed light because by now you supposed to have rece- received that report this co- this uh, emergency uh, 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 procurement was negotiated prior national treasury even issued that directive. And a rectification was sought. It's in the report.
0: Uh, Honorable Peggy, we share your frustration, but you're not going to get those responses because the willingness to provide them is not there. For obvious reasons, um, that there's something fundamentally wrong. Let's flag that. I think it's the heart of the AG investigation procedural fairness and National Treasury will provide the, 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 the direction, that's why I'm saying we'll use the National Treasury report as our North Star so we don't duplicate the work and duplicate resources. It will indicate to us the process, whether the process was correct, And I'm sure they'll have done an age analysis of the, if they've not, I hope they note it, of prior engagements and qualitative work and how this company has previously received tenders and so on. So, let us wait for that report. I I see your frustration, it's warranted, and as the colleagues have indicated as well, that um, we're not getting the responses. So let's wait for that. Minister, let's come to you.
2: Chairperson, thank you. I just want to ensure the chairperson and the committee that um, you make a reference to the SIU that visited the board of things. I have never been informed about uh, the involvement of the SIU. Because to get the SIU involved is that I had the right to the president to seek a proclamation to be cassetted so i will go and find out um how did we get the um, siu involved and and who had approached the siu so it is not that we're holding back anything from you it is just that i was not aware about it clear person to you the assurance um, and like like the community members we all want to get to the bottom of this and therefore, as the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure, we have been proactive to seek the investigations and the assistance of the Auditor General, National Treasury, and, and, and today we are before Scopa. I've made a commitment, Chairperson, that all the investigations and all the reports will be given to Scopa and to the Portfolio Committee on Public Works and Infrastructure. Um, we wa- We feel like you feel that we want to get to the bottom office. Therefore, the decision not to pay any further money to the contractor until all these investigations are concluded. So I'm just appealing for a bit of patience, but we are committed to come back to the portfolio committee and to, to Scopa with a with full report. Also, the, the, the supply chain manager did say that we will make the report of national treasury also available to the committee. I will make sure that the committee receive that as soon as possible. Thank you, Chairperson.
0: Okay. No, thank you very much, uh, Minister. I think, uh, colleagues, at the next uh, uh, engagement, we will also request that um, the, the project manager be present having also received their reports that they were actually uh, submitting and so that they can field questions we will determine the modus operandi of uh, our engagements once we have received all the information and so that we can actually satisfy ourselves on a correct process. Uh, Why this becomes important is that the abuse of Deviations, environments, and expansions during this time of disaster uh, must be uh, dealt with. So, we, we 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 are still going to be engaging further um, on this, and I think it's important that we set a benchmark for oversight, using this as the as the as the standard um, because of the value. Um, involved, and the significance of it and the seriousness of it, it being a security uh, 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 feature. I use that term um, cautiously in so far as public works is concerned because security features is is a um, controversial term in South Africa, but there was a reason for it and we still need to make a determination that it has fulfilled that particular um, you know, role. So colleagues, let's follow the same standard, To to that if your questions have not been answered, let's send them in writing um, tomorrow by 10, uh, and then I will sign off on them in the afternoon so they can reach the department, and then um, tomorrow, being, so Minister, we can get those responses, uh, by next week Thursday, close of business, so you'll have a week, so colleagues, please um, and send them to Ben and Dombey, and those will be signed off on to go tomorrow. Then the one announcement, I, two announcements I want to make, colleagues, we have still not received uh, the SAA uh, responses. And we are working on that, and so I will appraise colleagues on developments. On Friday, we are meeting at 12 o'clock to get a briefing from the from National Treasury and uh, AG uh, on the Department of Water and Sanitation and the water boards. Following our meeting last week, because there were issues there which have not actually been uh, concluded, so will deal with will will deal with those um so i'm sure the documentation should reach you um, latest tomorrow midday but we'll follow up with that so that we can prepare on uh, for, for for that meeting on friday uh, minister we want to uh, thank you uh, deputy minister we thank you as well and dg and your team ultimately the issue here is that South Africans have got every right to complain when they see something that is not right and we are duty-bound to respond to um, public complaints particularly where there's merit and legitimacy and what is at that border post in so far as this fence is concerned is a disgrace to say the very least and it is anchored in corruption. It is anchored in wrongdoing, it is anchored in favoritism, and it is anchored in an abuse of the disaster. And it cannot be right. So we, 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 when I saw it, the little hair that I had left my head. I, I was shocked when I saw it, and I, I immediately noted it is one of the things that would have to follow up. Uh, because if we don't, we set into motion a precedent where the abuses which are prevalent in the system are normalized and we can't afford uh, to, to, to do that. So colleagues, I will be engaging with the House Chair for committees and the presiding officers to find the best possible uh, SOP to visit that border post and probably in conjunction with the portfolio committees on Home Affairs, Defence, um and public works but if not we will of course as always be the loan ranges and go there so that our outlook is anchored in facts and not just rely on pictures because as we have seen there's discrepancies there as well so colleagues can we bring it uh, to that conclusion to say that the meeting Uh, is adjourned on the basis that we will continue once we have received further information and request that colleagues by 10 o'clock tomorrow you send in through your questions so that they can be prepared properly and the tracking mechanism is developed and then we can send them through. I get it, we are all frustrated, the responses have not been satisfactory um, they certainly fall below standard. Uh, but that should tell us the amount of work which lies ahead, that when responses are not forthcoming, it's because something is amiss. So on that note, uh, colleagues, um, do take care. Good to see you all. I'll see you on Friday. Minister, Deputy Minister, DJ and your team, we thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you Honourable Chair. Hi, Thank you, Chair. Well, Long live the Chair. So, amen, amen. do no, no, give that <laughs> Thank, Thank you very much Copa. Felix dude student. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey.